powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Oh boy, there will be uh, there will be no love lost and nothing held back on today's episode, or I guess yeah, of Game Over Calgary. That was something, uh, something not great. Uh, I'm almost at a loss for words just because like it's been it's been a real rough six games. Anyway, we'll t- we'll we'll get into all that. We'll get into tonight's happenings. We'll talk about this uh, this incredible six game stretch it's been for the Calgary Flames. Uh, welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie, and joining me today is uh, is a good friend uh, from the network, a new Calgary man, as uh, as we like to as we like to see. Um, Julian McKenzie joining me today. How you doing, my man? I'm doing really well, man. How you doing? Oh, you know, like I saw, I told you before we uh. hopped on definitely have been better um i'm sorry that this is your like thrown you to the wolves to start uh, covering this team because it's been uh it's been a rocky off season it's been a rocky start but uh here we are it's it's definitely been uh, an emotional roller coaster for flames fans it's been a roller coaster for people in the media covering the team but at least for you there's not uh there's no lack of things to talk about yeah, like if this was a very boring team to cover, I might get a little worried, yeah. but there's been a lot to talk about and a lot to dissect, even when the team was winning. The fact that they're 0-4-2 over the last six games, that is quite the shock for me, considering yeah. how they started. It, it's And we can get into that, but it's this is really surprising and concerning. It's tough, yeah. It's 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 been a real tough stretch here. It's kind of yeah. We'll we'll dive into it here, but uh, before we get started, do you want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football, football, excuse me, continues, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live, and play on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And I find myself following up these ad reads just about every time I do game over with, you got to play responsibly when you gamble. But unlike the Calgary Flames, who don't seem to be responsible in any end of the ice. And and one of the things I kind of wanted to start with was something that I noticed, and I wanted to get your input on it as well, just how... I, I feel like irresponsible is harsh, but in all three zones, they're struggling transition. They're struggling with the breakout. They they're, they're turning pucks over so often in the in the D zone. Um, are these things you're seeing, and maybe your two cents on uh, on how that kind of looks? Yeah, I, I, especially for me, it's the the uh, defensive zone, the defensive zone turnovers. Yeah. We've seen them turn into goals against, into scoring chances against. And the most disappointing part of it for me is that this is coming from a team where at the beginning of the year, actually, even let's forget even the beginning of the year, when Daryl Sutter came into the team and they had the success that they had last year. One of the big things, at least from my vantage point as an outsider, was that this team was defensive minded. They had some kind of structure. They were supposed to be kind of sound in that area. And this year, in, in watching the first few games that I've seen, and even in some of the wins that they've had, like there's been moments where they're doing the turnovers and maybe there's some moments where some guys are just not out of play or just kind of out of place. They're not in the right spot. Like I, I understand there's some other assets to the other facets of the game that are very concerning, but the defense that I thought would be a little bit more sound and a little bit better to this point in the year. But I, I, I put out a tweet saying there's a defensive zone turnover problem for the, for the flames. 
I had to retweet that at one point too. I forget who had a turnover late in in, in the it defensive was zone. It was Hannafin. Hannafin. I, I, I Hannafin had it down. that. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nikita Zadorov had one that that led to a, a goal that was you know eventually uh, overturned. But like that, that's a very bad problem. That is something that has persisted since the beginning of the year until now. And whether Chris Tanev was in the lineup or not, it's been there. And the Flames. I don't want to say above all other problems. I know there are other things they need to look at as well, but that is a big problem that needs to be fixed. They are capable of going through periods where they can, you know, keep the opposing offense at bay, but moments like that where a little giveaway, a golden opportunity for the other team, that ends up killing them at so many different points in this year. They That's one thing for sure. Like in my head, I just see it. I'm just like, like there's no reason why this should be happening. And the frustrating part about it for me too is like at the beginning of the year, we were talking about it before we hit live or hit, we, we hit record. Um, you know, we were picking apart little problems like that, but, but the team was doing well. So it was like, okay, we could pick apart the little things like these defensive zone turn because they've been happening all year. Whether, whether you, you, you like to hear it or not, even when they were winning games, they were still turning pucks over in the defensive zone. Uh, the transition has consistently been weak. Um, but yeah, like we were talking about all like all year it's been a problem and and now we're seeing it get worse and worse and worse and no response yet. Like it doesn't it's 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 uncharacteristic on so many levels for a Daryl Sutter team to consistently struggle defensively the way that we've seen this team uh you know struggle, especially over these past six games. Yeah. It, it, what's really frustrating too, I think I can imagine for a lot of fans is that this is a team that I guess still kind of had some of these issues, but they were really good. They looked good at the beginning of the year and they got those wins over quality teams. And I remember being in the locker room after some of those wins and you're hearing the players after wins say like, Hey, you know, this is something we still need to fix. This is something that still needs to get better. Whether it's about how sloppy they were in the defensive zone, whether it's their play at five on five, just stuff that needs to be fixed. That needs to be fixed, needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. It's been the last six games. They're all four and two. How much of that stuff has been fixed? Not a lot of Not stuff has been fixed. Thing. Not like, a damn thing. Not a damn thing. That might actually be the most frustrating thing about this winless streak here, Adi. Like, the fact that the Flames went off to this great start, and they knew there were things that had to get better. And then ever since that, I think it's the Edmonton game that kind of started off the, yeah. the losing here. Like it's just been bad to worse. And plus the injuries here, like you, yeah. like Jonathan Bildol not available for them tonight. Yeah. Uh, Chris Tanev, who went, we don't know when he will be back, uh, not available for them the last few games. Uh, Michael Stone on IR. Uh, Oliver Shillington since training camp. Yeah. Nobody knows when he's going to come back or if he's no. anywhere close to that. Right. Like the the warts we're seeing in terms of injuries are really starting to show for this and, team. And the thing and, too, and they're going into Boston. It's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not going to help, especially as hot of a team as Boston has been, but something that, you know, you kind of think of too, I brought up how uncharacteristic this is of Daryl Sutter, a Daryl Sutter team. You think about those, those Kings teams that won those Stanley cups and how, you know, guys like Anze Kopitar and Daryl comes in and, and he wants Elias Lindholm to be that guy and stuff like that. It's uncharacteristic for a Daryl Sutter hockey team. And, um, I think some of those uncharacteristic things that we're seeing translate more than just on the ice. We're seeing some line jumblings that, you know, like them or not, don't didn't really make too much sense. Uh, I think going to these lines tonight, given the Huberto uh, injury, whatever, you know, however long he's going to be away, they kind of made sense. I don't think anybody looked too far out of place. That's maybe one positive. 
But mm-hmm. the uncharacteristic thing for me from Sutter is the deployment of those lines. Because, you know, it's no secret Flames fans have been watching this team under Daryl for, we'll call it two seasons now when he came in. Uh, and he doesn't line match. He doesn't He doesn't line match very often, if he does at all. Uh, and he deploys, the, you know, he deploys his big guys and his veterans in situations where maybe they shouldn't be deployed. And I know that's something that the fans are seeing. Maybe from your perspective, do you have a two, any two cents on uh, on how Daryl's been deploying this lineup? Yeah, um, very veteran heavy uh, and still relying on guys who are clearly still trying to make it work. I, I keep thinking of that top line. Uh, well, we know Iberdo didn't play today, but I mean, Lindholm and Toffoli playing together. The, the just another, And I mean, they kind of jumbled around putting Dubé and, and Kadri and Coleman together. But yeah, I, I think tonight I'll say this: considering the injuries to, to that are have kind of struck the lineup a little bit, I, I think uh, Daryl Sutter was kind of in a little bit of a time crunch and a little bit of a crunch yeah. when it came to jumping yeah. around with that. But even then, like they still held up. I'll, I'll say this about Adam Ruzicka: I don't know if he necessarily played a remarkable game for me, but the fact that he got himself that screen that led to that Toffoli goal that was going to be a positive. And if they were yep. able to turn that into a win, we talk about the deployment of those lines differently oh, for, for sure. tonight. I don't know if it gets to a point where you stick with them. You kind of put put Jonathan Huberto back in the lineup and where you go from there. But I don't know. I, I feel like with the way that third period kind of ended after that he's your goal, I felt a little bit of deflation on the part of the Flames there. Maybe we think about the lines differently. It's kind of hard to kind of put it at them. They were in a bit of a tough spot yeah. with the injuries presented with them. But yeah, I think I, totally with the theme of it is, I mean, it's one thing to look at it from a point of how they're lineup matching with other people. I tried to make the point that uh, at the beginning of the year, you, you shouldn't really split up the, the Huberdeau to Foley Lindholm line, just kind of let them continue to gel. And I think you're starting to see a little bit with Lindholm and to Foley anyway, uh, with the points that they've been able to get, especially at five on five uh, and Huberdeau the other night was even able to, to get some production in too. Uh, but that just the fact that he made the change in the first place, just, I was a little bit surprised by that. Now, I, th- I mean, not saying that's the reason why they've been on the losing skid that they've been on, but I don't think it really helped matters in the end. No. And on the topic of the Huberto injury, first of all, do we know how long he's away for? Do we know? We don't. We don't know. I mean, we saw this just like announced not too long before the game even started, and we know it as an upper body injury. And I'm sure you guys all know this too with the way the Flames are with with injuries. I'm definitely getting to know this myself. Yeah. The Flames are very cagey with injuries and length they of don't time say a out. whole lot yep they don't say a lot and 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 depending on who you ask for that yeah they're really gonna let you know you're not supposed to ask that question yeah. so who knows how long huberto is gonna be out for the next little while i mean he's day to day that's as best as we could put it the best thing we could do i mean the sportsnet uh, broadcast kind of showed uh during the islanders game uh he, he had a comp he he, he uh, took a hit on the boards seemed to be favoring his left yeah, arm I was talking about it with a good friend, Ryan Pike, just wondering if it was the forearm or the elbow, but he was definitely kind of favoring that left arm and they're calling an upper body injury. So maybe we can make a deduction off that, but we don't know how long he's going to be gone. We don't know if it's just one game. We don't know if it's two games or it's kind of up in the air. And again, just with that and, and Chris Tanev, we don't know when he's going to be back. Maybe he's back Friday. Maybe he's not. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, first of all, shout out Ryan Pike. One of the, one of the smartest guys in Flames media, only second to uh, Julian McKenzie. But uh, no, um... no, 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 no. I'm not taking that as a joke. Ryan Pike has probably forgotten more about the Flames that I've that I've known that in like dude, the last like two months. That dude's a goddamn encyclopedia. 
Like he, he is. Oh my God. Like uh, for those who don't know, I do work for flames nation as well on the side, which is the site that Pike manages. And uh, I finally met up with him at the game in Nashville. And I was there with my fiance and, and, and her dad. And, you know, we were shooting the shit or whatever. And, and then it was just the Pike uh, encyclopedia went loose. And I'm like, Dude, like the period's about to start. You got to get back yep. up to the breast box, man. And yeah, Piker's <laughs> the guy, like guys a chain- of beauty. Piker's like a chainsaw. Like you, like you oh, yeah. crank him up. You just let him go, and <laughs> yeah. you just kind of let him go until like the the gas kind of runs out. He was DMing me like when it was announced that I was coming to Calgary. We were talking to each other over DM like weeks before I even moved to to Calgary. So I will always uh, show him love for that. He was he was always he was trying to get me into the circle oh, yeah. before I was even in the circle. So I appreciate it. He's a it. good dude. That guy that guy I'm pretty sure runs that circle, man. He's uh he's all <laughs> over it. But uh but on the topic of Huberto again, do you think do you think a recall is coming? Do we see another forward brought up? I mean, that's a good Does question. Does it not like kind of make like a guy like Matty Phillips the, like I like I've been on the Matty Phillips situation. I don't okay, know, okay, that's go, another go, well Finish the point. Finish the point about Matthew Phillips. Like, because man, I'm, 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 I'm new to this, and I'm, I'm hearing everybody love. Oh Matthew my Phillips. god, dude! Like Matty Phillips has been. Like, I don't want to exaggerate, but I think he's been too good for the American Hockey League for like two and a half years. Like this guy, and 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 his problem is his size. Daryl, I, I, Daryl has this identity thing with with size, and you know, made it work with Goudreau, and because he's Johnny Goudreau, but um. Man, Matthew Phillips is is right there, and I have this problem with the Flames and their um, prospect management, if you will. They the, like their reluctance to draft and develop and promote from within is just so evident. And a guy like Matthew Phillips, I think Connor Zary, uh, uh, Pat Steinberg's brought up some good points about uh, about how good Connor Zary's looked in his, uh, I guess, first full pro year because he was hurt last year. Um, exactly. But man, like, what's it gonna take? Like, this is this is Matthew Phillips' music. This Pat's is like, face, right? And that's like, and I'm that's on, got what it's gotta I'm be. On the, I'm on the cap friendly page right now. Do you know what offhand? Do you know what the projected cap space is for the Calgary Flames? Off the top of your head, give me a guess. Jeez, it's got to be damn close. It's got to be tight. Like, you give give me a give me as close of a number as you can think of. Eighty. 80- Let's say like eighty something, eighty and change. The, so so sixty three thousand dollars and two hundred forty. Sixty three sixty three two forty three. Like so, one of those guys that's hurt's got to go on LTIR if you if you want to bring Maddie Phillips up. Like you got to use some IR LTIR or whatever. Pool, yeah, right? or or whatever to get to that point. But even then, like I mean, I guess I need to see more of Matthew Phillips. I didn't think he was that remarkable to me in training camp. Uh, I see the points. He's on the point streak in the AHL. I understand why people are banging the drum. Uh, Connor's area, he was more impressive. He was in training camp, he had a hell of a camp. camp, to be quite honest. And he's yep. also having a good start to the year, too. Um, he's probably someone I think in, in I mean, Matthew Phillips is a little bit older in mid 20s, Zary a little younger. Maybe more likely they build off Zary more than a Phillips. Yeah, but maybe you give him a chance. I, I don't, I don't feel I don't want to upset the Flames fan base so soon. <laughs> I, don't I don't think com- I don't think I don't think I don't feel comfortable saying bro, I don't that, think that Matthew Phillips doesn't deserve a chance. I don't I, think I'm Mike Gould's watching. Do it. I don't think Mike Gould's watching and he's been the one that's it's not beaten. just Mike Gould. It's Gould's not just been, Mike Gould. Man. I know, but Gould's been beating the Matty Phillips drum. We know it. Oh man. And, and he, he also he also thinks Michael Stone is the Flames' best pure <laughs> offensive defenseman they've ever seen. Uh, you know, like we love Gould. Mike, we've 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 had I our licks on Gould here. 
He's good. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. Um, I'm going to read some of the comments here before we uh, kind of transition here. A lot of people showing their Julian love as as they uh, likely should. Uh, Robert, you. Robert. First of all, shout out Robert for being uh, the best mod out there. Thank Man you, was Robert. at the Man's was at the Leafs game tonight, and he still made it for uh, for game over Calgary. Um, what I know, right? I, I I saw he tweeted that um that he was at the Leafs game, and I replied, I'm like, but who's gonna who's gonna mod game over Calgary? And he's like, I am, and I'm like, all right, all right, fair enough. Um. A lot of people saying they miss Shillington a lot. And on that topic, we've talked about it a little bit. I think the biggest thing that I miss from Shillington is his speed. Because this mm-hmm. team, I don't know about you, but this team is greatly lacking. Well, they're lacking a lot of things. But speed and being able to keep up, especially tonight, like the Devils are a fast team. This is a fast team, and they and they just couldn't keep up. They struggled against the Devils with their speed. They yep. struggled against the Buffalo Sabres with their speed. The Seattle Kraken are a younger, faster team. If there's one key to figuring out this year's edition of the Calgary Flames, even if you might not be as skilled or talented, if you are faster than this team, you have an advantage on this team. That's the biggest takeaway we can we can see from this, this winless streak so far. And yeah, I, I think with the talent that New Jersey has, they're off to a really good start, by the way. Jesper Brat's been good. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin, who got the OT winner on on the Flames the other night, also looked pretty good too. Nico Heischer, obviously getting the getting the the game winner tonight for the Devils. There's a lot of young talent, some good players on this team. Vitek Vanacek's actually looked good in net too. Um, yeah, I, the Flames, I think, just especially when they're in a position where you know they they're trying to defend a lead or or they're 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 just out of it. Like the other team just wants it more. Like they they haven't been able to handle that. They've especially been taking the foot off the period. gas. Like they, they just yeah, have no, they, they got it. no response to anything. It seems I, I no. don't get it. Like I think of the last time the flames won a game against the Pittsburgh. When was that? <laughs> that was like October. I was there. Tonight. I was there. Yes. It was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Also before tonight, that was the last time uh, the flames had scored a power play goal. That was, yeah. that was been almost over two weeks. Yep. It's and I remember been rough post game. I remember post game. Uh, trying to ask Daryl Sutter that game was that the closest uh, that this team has played a 60 minute effort because like the first period was really good yep the second period uh, they didn't trail but they allowed like 21 they, shots they allowed a net. shit ton of shots yep and then the third they, they closed it out and Daryl's all like well you kidding me it's, it, we allowed 21 shots in the second and it feels like ever since then maybe not in every single game there always just seems to be this point where you know, whether the Flames start off well or if they don't start off well, there's some kind of point where the other team is able to just kind of dominate play up on this team. And, like, I don't – this is not what I expected from this Flames team at all. I didn't I, – I get teams get desperate and they want back into games. But I think of the other night against the Islanders where you go 10 minutes without a shot on net. Like, that's not – that's not something you expect from this team. No. No, and it's ba- is it is it bad that now that like I look at the shot clock, it's like fifteen two in favor of the Flames. They're up one nothing, and I'm just anticipating a loss. Like like it's just like I'm That's looking not a at good it. Feeling. No, and it's not, and it's like it's become all too common now. It's like you know what? Like this team looks so damn good to start, but they're gonna let up. They're gonna let up somewhere, and uh, it's frustrating. Which kind of leads me to my what I want to talk about, which, you know, you put out a good article uh, talking about Jacob Markstrom and, you know, how he's been progressing, which is, which is a really good way of putting it because I, I think he was the whipping boy for a lot of, a lot of early struggles this year, which I don't think was legit. 
Like I think I think he's you know he looked a little shaky. He was ba- it came out that he was maybe battling a sickness or something like that. He was he was ill and and just couldn't you during know the just, first week of the season. Yeah, and he just couldn't kick it, which is like you know I, I urge anyone else to go try to play you know four National Hockey League level games while you're trying to battle the flu or whatever the hell he had right. Um, but tonight especially, I think he looked really good, especially on the second half of a back to back, which we're gonna be used to seeing. Daryl Sutter has done that. To 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 Jacob last year a bunch he played back to backs like crazy like I think he had something like sixty three or something like that starts last year it was just ridiculous, um, but yeah I think you know I just kind of want to get your two cents on how Jacob Markstrom's looked for you because for me I don't think he's been awful like sure he's probably lets him in that he wants back but that's every goalie in the league. Yeah, um, I, I I don't necessarily think he's been that bad either. He's been getting better with a lot of with a lot of games that he's played. Uh, that big save in the first period when the Devils were coming in on him. I think it was on Jack Hughes that he saved. Yep. Uh, it was a hell of a save in that first period. But when the mistakes keep happening in front of him, he's going to let in goals. And even on that third goal he allowed, uh, where, where Nico Heischer gets a step on Mackenzie Weger, uh, just not in a good position. Weger's chasing the play at the end. I mean, let's take that defended a little bit better. Let's take that back to the offensive zone, though, because it's a Nikita Zadorov pinch at the blue line that takes him out of the play. You got two Devils already up ice, and you got Mackenzie Weaker hung out to dry. Like this is what I'm talking about with transition play and um, their turnovers. Like there's so many little things that lead up to these. You know, how many odd man rushes have you seen this year? Two on O's, two on ones, three on twos. There's always it's a lot coming back. There's always one guy up ice who takes himself out of the play that causes something like that. And, and you know, I hate to pick on Nikita Zadorov because I don't think he's been particularly bad this year. But been good. But like that's a bad pinch. That's a bad turnover on the goal that that gets called back. You know, like it's all these little things. It's like shit on top of shit on top of shit. And that's just what's what's you know losing them these games. Yeah, it's kind of tough for them considering that they started off the year trying to get to a point where they're trying to be perfect. And now they're at this point where, you know, they almost kind of feel like they have to play perfect so that they don't make mistakes that end up costing them games, which ultimately that's kind of what happened to them over the last two nights and last few nights, really. It's it's a really tough time to be in that locker room, I imagine, considering that you have all this hype to start off the year, or at least people try to downplay the hype, right? But they find themselves on this 0-4-2 slide and... I mean, considering the injuries, considering their next opponent who they have to play, I don't know how, like, they could win and surprise us all, but it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. No. No, I don't think so either. And maybe your two cents, too, on, uh, I know I talked about we shouldn't be surprised to see Markstrom start second half of a back-to-back, but this team plays four games this week. That's a that's a busy workload. Do you, like, like I personally, and again, I'm not Daryl Sutter, so I get no say in the matter. But I think I'm going to Vladar in Boston, obviously. But I would have went to Vladar tonight. I mean, is Me that too. would that have been too crazy? And, and Dan Vladar has been more than capable. Last year, yeah. he was incredible. This year, he's been great. I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it's just, it's leading back to all these questions I have about Daryl Sutter. And, and, and I hate to question the guy who just won the Jack Adams last year, won all these Stanley Cups, and, you know, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. But, I I think the coach deserves a bit of criticism. I I just I it's he's got to wear this as much as everybody else, I think. 
Well, yeah, I mean, again, he's trying his best with the lineup decisions he's trying yeah, to make. Yeah, exactly. Too, and that's it, another thing I got to keep in mind. And it's maybe just me in my own head. But yeah, I do. I agree with that. Yeah, but like, look, he's a guy who has also said that, you know, we've people have made the flames too much about individuals and it should be more about the team. So if the players deserve to wear some of this, the Daryl Sutter has to wear some of this too. Yeah. Going off of what he's saying. And on top of that, uh, just, yeah. But, I had another thought. I, I'll probably remember it. It's at all good. Just completely it, it, blanked on it. It's but all like, good. Yeah, I, I, I can understand why Daryl Sutter. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with people who feel he deserves some flack for this, especially if you're going along that team concept. Yeah, for sure. Some of the comments here: Devils fan, uh, Devils fan, Flames way outplayed us tonight, except for the first half of the second period, which we dominated. Um, to be fair, Vanacek was by far the difference. Yeah, Vanacek did play. Uh, he played really well. A heck of a game, and, and you brought up a good point about him. Uh, Noah Adler, the Flames have always been a slow skating organization for the longest time. They need to be far more fast skating if they want to be in the same tier as a Colorado. I I agree, and yes. I I agree, and I don't like. Are the are the Abs really like that fast of a team? Like, is it outside of McKinnon and like like how fast are they compared I to mean, the Flames? I think of. I would imagine they're faster. I mean, I think of how they won the Stanley Cup last year. That's true. I'm not saying there were guys that were super fast, like Nathan McKinnon, like a like a like a bull running through a, a ring or whatever. <laughs> but like every forward line that they were able, to yeah, bring they've out always got someone out there, yeah, some you, kind of quickness, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if if you compare, I mean, not even looking at the current iteration of the Colorado Avalanche compared to what the Flames were able to put out under their fourth line, which. Look, they had a decent start to the year uh, with uh, Lucic and and Rooney, who was supposed to at least bring some of that quickness in, uh, and and Brett Ritchie as well. Um, they're not a fast team. No, they're not fast. And we no. and as we were bringing up before, they have they struggle against teams that are faster than them. You know who's fast? Who's fast? Matty Phillips. He is quick. He is quick. I'm not gonna stop beating that drum, man. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to be on it. it. You got to be on it. You got to clear You got to clear, clear, clear the space. You got to clear, clear that the cap, space. No. Clear I, would, the cap. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it though. Him or Connor Zary, I mean, I don't think there's any harm in, in trying those guys out on the fourth line and seeing if that kind of gets your the bottom six going a little bit. Uh maybe I mean I think I think I need to see Phillips more before yeah. I make a real judgment on him but i also liked what i saw from connor's area oh so for maybe sure. i'm a little bit more biased than thinking hey he he deserves a chance too but 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 matthew phillips i i want to reserve some judgment before i i i i pick a side here just because look i get it. it when you're when you are like when you're a fan of a team and you try to study the prospects and you try to look at who's in your organization who's doing really well like it happens all the time in montreal i think of this one guy who's in the organization for a while named charles Udon, who could play really well in the AHL. It was kind of quick too. But like in the NHL level, just couldn't can't keep cut up. it. Can't keep up. Just couldn't keep up with the speed. Yeah. And it exists where you can be like really good in the American Hockey League and just, you are just a step too far behind to really make it work in the NHL. Those guys exist. I'm oh, not for saying sure. Matthew Phillips is that guy. He's only played one NHL game. So like it's that hard was a, to just. Yeah, and that was even a, he barely played that game. It was, yeah, uh, like, it was so a nothing game at the end of the year. It's really hard to tell, like, you know, you know what game that was? Point, that which game that was? Do you that? remember do you remember uh oh jeez. Two playoffs Wait. ago when when the Canucks and the Flames had a makeup game 
The that same was that day, game? That was that game. That was that game. Oh, when hell the, no. That's barely a That game. doesn't count. That shouldn't that even count. happened. Right. Oh, my God. It was that's a nothing. Game he played? That's the game he played. Oh, that's That was Matty Phillips' uh, NHL debut. Okay, not so. taking a side here, but I completely understand why people are mad. Oh, yeah. That's a bullshit. That's a bullshit game. That doesn't I completely, count. Here's the thing. I, again, the, the, the size thing is one thing. Uh, yes, it exists where you could be really good in the AHL and not so good at the NHL, and it remains to be seen with Matthew Phillips. I can also sympathize with fans who want to see him get a chance, and the one <laughs> chance they saw him play was a game was that, that nobody was trying to watch. No, man. Everybody was watching the playoffs. Who moved nobody. on to the playoffs? I didn't even watch that game. I didn't even watch, I didn't I, I'll, watch that I'll, game. I'll admit it. I don't know if any Flames fans did. That was a that was a t- that was a tough watch. That was a tough, tough watch. Um, Jeez. So, yeah. To bring the mood down. Uh, some of the comments. Insider J Money. That's your boy from uh, from the CJ show. Uh, Riddick yes, for a first. And Zari. How about you kick rocks on that one? Um, <laughs> someone says someone says Bedard's going to look good playing with Huberto. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump whoa, the brakes. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. They're not that bad. I think like Ottawa lost we'll tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. They did. They, did lose. they the lost. The, he's he's going to look good with uh, with Stutzla, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he could still play in North Vancouver. Well, sorry, play. Well, I don't, actually, I don't. Well, I guess the Canucks are south. Well, Vancouver's south. I don't know my BC. I don't know my. I went, I've been like 10 minutes into BC. It, it's, uh, this is the first time I've ever been in Alberta. Like, so I don't know anything about BC. I've been here for eight years now, and I've been to BC once. Actually, twice. There's a ski hill in. Uh, there's a ski hill in. God, sunshine somewhere. It's it's west, but you. Uh, I don't know if you ski, but um, the I chairlift. Don't. The chairlift brings you. It's the the trail's called Continental Divide, and the okay. chairlift brings you up into BC, and then you ski back down into Alberta. It's actually pretty oh, sick. Oh, that's actually. It's pretty actually cool. pretty sick. Um, so technically, I've been to BC twice. Um, yeah, lots of Bedard talk on. I'm gonna table that. Um. So yeah, Time out. Hold, let, let, let me help you out with that, brother. Yeah, you, you can take that. this one. Let, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. The Flames are too good to be in a position where that should be even muttered. Right? Know? Like, Connor Bedard, generational talent. If the, if the Flames started the year similar to what the Canucks did, maybe that's enough of a conversation. But I think they started too well, for one. Two, the, the players that they got on their team are too good to put them in a position to even think about getting a Connor Bedard. <laughs> so, like, unless Brad Treliving has some some damn-fangled idea to trade for, for a top first-round pick from, like, Chicago or something, that's not happening. Yeah, like, you, you're you're not going to be as bad as the tanking Coyotes and Blackhawks. I mean, the Sabres show spurts of being good, but they're still going to be not great. Um, I like, don't think they're going to be in Bedard sweepstakes either. They, they at least got off to a good start. You're not gonna the, the the fact of the matter is you're not gonna outsuck those two other teams, like like I don't even think the Flames like the Flames are not gonna be a lottery team. Let's pump. And that's the also so you, not what the Flames are trying to. That's do. That's not what they're trying to do. Daryl Sutter did not come here to rebuild and ta- and tank for Connor Bedard. I'm sorry. They did as not much extend as we should, Daryl as, Sutter. Yeah. They did not extend Mackenzie Weger. They did not extend Jonathan Huberdeau so they could be in a position where they competed for Connor Bedard. At this point, and I know there's some people who are probably like you know, hey man, it's time to fire Daryl Sutter. Unless, I'm not on. I'm, I'm not say, beating that drum. That's the, I'm not beating that drum either. I think at this point, it's just this is a this is a veteran team. 
and you've heard from different players say, oh, they've been through ups and downs of a season before, they're going to figure it out. Small, subtle plug for a story that I'm, I'm putting up that's coming up tomorrow. Oh, plug uh, away. About, uh, so I, I wrote a story about how uh, how other teams in the past who have had like a lot of new players come in, how they've gone about uh, acquiring chemistry for all their guys. And I spoke to Daniel Briere, who joined the Flyers for the 2007 season, I want to say. And the year before, the Flyers were like the worst team in the National Hockey League. But they added Briere, they added Hartnell, they added Timo Tiemann, Jason Smith, who was with the Oilers for a long time, was on that team. He became captain, like how many weeks in? They had a whole bunch of guys added to this team. In February, they go through like a 10-game losing streak. Like, that's bad. They still ended up in the conference final that year. Like, just when you think like, Teams oh Teams go through skids, man. Te- they do. The Blues, and when they the- won their cup, weren't fantastic. The Penguins in their in their first of back to back were a were a bottom feeder team in the division at Christmas. They came back and went a state. Like shit, like this happens. I know fans overreact. I know, not saying you, but people in the media sometimes overreact. Sure, shit happens. It, it works itself out. Like you said, this team is too damn good to uh, to be talking about Connor Bedard. Like, <laughs> get out of here with that. Um, they have too many veteran guys who have played through too many different situations where, and, and that's what I generally just, this is just off of what I've seen from the team, just hearing them talk about playing through these games and knowing how long the season is yeah. and knowing the composition of that team. As far as I'm concerned, I think Brad Treliving and the team are just going to be like, you know what, you guys are just going to have to figure this out. Just let everyone get healthy yeah. and then put yourself in a position to get out of that skid. You guys keep talking all the time about how you've been in these situations and you guys are a veteran team. Get out of it. Be yeah. veterans and get out of it. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. I feel like a lot of it's between the years too. Like they might be overthinking it, gripping the stick too hard, whatever cliche you want to use. Um, but they will, in fact, get out of it. This is Game Over Calgary, by the way. The Flames losing tonight to the New Jersey Devils. We're going to put a bow on this one and we're going to move to a couple quick ones before we uh, before we wrap things up. We're going to forget about the game that was. We're going to forget about the Calgary Flames in general. New Calgary man. Julian McKenzie. Oh, let's go. How let's are you? Go. How are you enjoying the city? Like, like, like it's a it, you uprooted the hell out of Quebec and came over here. <laughs> yeah. You got the hell out of Quebec um, and and come out here. How, how's it been? Like, how's uh, how's Calgary been treating you? And and, and how are you liking the city? Calgary's been in a it's been a pleasant surprise. Uh, I say this, uh, and I hope no one gets mad. I thought like I was going into a city where it's just like. Nothing but truckers everywhere, <laughs> yeah. but it's like truckers and people yeah. and everyone's been super nice. Like, I love the fact that like, you could just kind of like walk around somewhere and someone will like, look at you and be like, Hey, how you doing? I remember going to, to Lake Louise a couple weekends ago and we're like me and a friend of mine, were walking through these trails. And we, every time we saw people, people would say hi to the point that like, we would come across people who wouldn't say hi. And we'd be like, well, why the hell didn't they say hi? What, what an asshole. Hell? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. oh, man. And also that drive to Lake Louise the mountains every time i look up that's a top five drive it's so beautiful yeah when i moved out here from ontario the the first time when i when i first got here because we drove out here which was Mm -hmm. fucking miserable but we drove out here and uh when i saw the rocky mountains like as we're coming up to calgary i'm like okay this is sweet and then like the next weekend same as you we take a trip out to banff and like as you see the mountains getting closer you're like there's no way like it looks like some some postcard stuff, right? Like you see the three sisters, and then like you get into Banff or Lake Louise, and it's like, man, oh man, what a place! 
it's 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 a really beautiful place to be uh i get the downtown core they're trying to be a little bit more vibrant i know i put out that tweet the other day saying uh, oh it's kind of quiet on a saturday but like there's some there's some decent places to to hang out and stuff like i'm not going into this being all like oh this is montreal or they don't have this they don't have this like in montreal like i'm in calgary like i want i want the experience you know i want i want to take it for what it is uh i will also say like getting to cover the calgary flames especially at this time in their history really interesting but also just knowing that like we're in a time now where like the locker rooms are open and we'll go to practices and we can go into locker rooms and and we'll have the scrums with players but each of us among the media contingent which is small but really cool also really tight tight i was gonna Um, say tight knit group yeah and even like the energy with how people cover the team there compared to what it was like in montreal so different um but just the fact that we're able to go into the locker room and talk to players and and even sometimes have like little like side conversations or you take a guy aside for a couple minutes here's one thing i still can't get over i was talking about this with a friend of mine this morning so a couple weeks ago nasim kadri uh like a, like a couple other guys that do the media veils nasim kadri comes out and uh wes gilbertson at, had asked to talk to him one-on-one if this was toronto this was montreal like that guy comes out in the locker room everybody's trying everybody to get the mic up in there yep. everyone's going in going in for it nasim kadri just alone with wes on the side of like a wall like just in front of like the little like board they have for media veils and everyone else is just kind of hanging around just being respectful no one's putting their mics in. No one's trying to get an extra quote. Everyone just real acknowledges that Wes wanted Nazem Kadri on his own, and they just leave him alone. And maybe in other markets, they would find a way to make that work too. But like, I was just amazed at how respectful everyone was. That's just something that just kind of stood out to me and just is very symbolic of the media, the sports media culture in Calgary compared to uh, other markets like Toronto and Montreal. Like that really surprised me. But again, just the fact that we have that opportunity to to level with players one-on-one the way that we can, like it's super cool. And especially for someone like me, like this is like my first time uh, full-time, like like as the guy is the, on a beat for for a team. Like I, I need that. I, I need that to, to make my stories good and yep. and to stand out and, and, and make some kind of presence in this market. So like I, I, I'm really into that. Yeah, it's funny, you know, you mentioned that uh, when I talked to Haley Salvian on another podcast that I was on, when she was covering the team, she said the exact same thing. Just super cool that, uh, and she came from Ottawa, right? So I think she said very similar kind of thing, but cool that like the media brethren or whatever is just super respectful of one another and everybody, uh, everybody's so great. Um, (laughs) Insider J Money says, once Julian rides the bull at Cowboys, he will officially be a Calgarian. I will say there is no bull, the bull, the mechanical bull. Oh, okay. you ever you ever rid right. the bull? Rolled the I've bull? never ridden a mechanical bull. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll make quick work of that one of these days. Um, there's <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's a lot of places you, I'm I've I've never I've never done it. I never will. Oh, really? I never will. No chance. <laughs> Why not? Once you see the people do it, like the the seasoned, like the true Alberta, like yeehaw, cowboy cowgirls, like. They oh they ride the bull like they they know what they're doing and and like there's ain't no way this guy from like City Boy Ontario is gonna hop on no. the bull and it, like there's no chance and if you do it I'll do it. Okay, we need to I, we need to see what this bull if, looks if, like. If you do it, I have I'll no do it. idea what I'm in for. Somebody somebody uh, tweet Julian right now and show him what the mechanical bull looks like. Uh, there's one at Knoxville's. I don't think they have one at Cowboys. But but tweet him a mechanical bull and you'll you'll see. But um, 
One last thing before we, we're going to put a bow on it. I promise. I know I've kept you for a long time, and thank you. I but, don't care, uh, man. I'm here to hang out, man. It's eight thirty. I know, like, right? This I'm, is so good. This is so. This is so weird because I'm like, I get home from work and I'm like trying to cook dinner. I'm like, shit, the like the game's on. Like I, I got so much to do, uh, but it, these five o'clock starts throw me off. First of all, how sweet is it? You get to watch like the full slate. Yeah, like that's the that's the sweet part about Western that's, Canada. That's 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 the best part about all of this, man. Right. Not even just for hockey. I could watch like Sunday night football, all the football games. It's like it's yeah. like ten o'clock, and I'm like, I'm like, I could go to sleep in a decent hour. I that's know. The best part about oh, this. it's so good. Um, have you found a spot yet? Like, like, do you have like this your go to for like pizza or your go to if you want to go get a drink? Ooh. Have you found the spot yet? I um, want to know because I want to. I want to judge. I'm just kidding. I was. I was going to say I wanted to judge. <laughs> I've but. been to. I've been to Melrose inside of Cowboys more than okay. once. Okay. Okay. So I, I. I. You know what? I don't. I. I like having spots. I don't have like the spot. I like having like a rotation. Um. But Melrose, I guess, is is in that rotation. Uh. I went to the Ship and Anchor one time. Ship I like it. Good. I want to go there. I saw some soccer scarves. Maybe yep. that's a spot to go to yep. for the World Cup in a couple of days. Another good one would be uh, Jameson's. For some soccer Okay, stuff. I should try that one out. I don't um, know if there's one near. Anyway, but yeah, your your spots. Buchanan's. Okay. Buchanan's was okay. Um, I try. I know there's some other spots I went. Are to. you a pizza guy? I like pizza. Have you tried Una? I have tried Una pizza. Yes. Thoughts. I, yes. I liked the pepperoni pizza. I also liked their Boulevard of Broken Dreams cocktail. Very okay. Nice. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. I I liked their pizza. It was cool. They had these um, these chickpea fries that were interesting. Yeah, they too. got some like real, not like funky, but like outside the box stuff. Like they got like kale chips and shit like that. Like, like, like they're kind of like <laughs> I don't know, like healthy, but like all right, I guess I'll try. You know, we're here. I may as well have it. <laughs> it's like I'm kale, going for the breadsticks. I'm going for a couple pizzas. I'm like, give me all fuck that, the kale like, chips. <laughs> yeah. Give me kale chips. I'm trying to eat unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I like Una. Una's cool. Uh, Village ice cream's good too. I oh, know we're off so of pizza. Good. That's good. Uh, made by Marcus is good too. Uh, I hear National is Economy uh, Taco. Uh, I went for that. That's a taco place. I went there. Uh, I hear National's supposed to be National's a... fun. National's cool. National's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good. Uh, it's a good scene. Yeah. The one with the bowling alley, I think, is on tenth. And uh, I want I want to go bowling. I, yeah, I, I haven't gone a, bowling in a while. I think bowling's underrated. I gotta go bowling. It's a it's a good time. It's a good time. National on tenth uh, with the bowling alley, but um, we're gonna have to let's table it for now. I know you yes, said sir. you want. I know you said you want to come back on maybe another time. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. We'll, I'll we'll, be we'll, back. we'll make sure the next time the Flames go on a road trip, and uh, you know if you're not if you're not doing coverage, we'll uh, we'll have you back on. But. Uh, not that you need the plug, but shameless plug to just go ahead and tell everybody where you're at and what you're doing, what you're doing, and what you're up to. Yeah, man. Uh, I am at the Athletic. Please subscribe to the Athletic for uh, whatever deal we have on that website because it feels like we give away. Uh, There's a lot of good deals, man. There's always a lot of good deals on the always. Athletic. Always feel like we give that away all the time. But uh, yeah, seriously, subscribe to that. Uh, I'll have some content up uh, for uh, tomorrow morning. Um, uh, check out the Chris Johnston show. Uh, I should take. I'll, I'll do this on the podcast. But I will do this here too. Uh, thank you to everyone who has sent us feedback over our last episode where we discussed the Mitchell yes. Miller uh, yes. signing. Uh, I don't think I've ever had the reaction to an episode quite like what we've gotten for for Mitchell Miller. So I just want to take the opportunity for anyone who's watching us now 
uh, just to say thank you for the feedback because and, and, it, and, it really and means a lot. I'm going to stop you. Thank you for your coverage on it too. Like that episode was was first of all incredible. You guys did a great job with with all that. Thank you. Uh, same with your coverage on Yahoo with uh, with Avery and, and Sam and and Omar and am I missing yep. anybody else? Is it just uh, we that was. That was us on that episode, but Arun Srinivasan sometimes. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. You got like great, like top-notch stuff, like as always. Thank, thank you. you for that. But continue your plugs, please. Uh, yeah, just the athletic hockey show uh, as well on Mondays with uh, Ian Mendez. I do that too. Uh, you already mentioned Zo Time with Yahoo Sports. Uh, I think that's everything. But uh, JKA McKenzie is my Twitter handle. I don't know how long we'll all be on Twitter because. Uh, yeah, geez, that's gonna be. <laughs> I better stop there before. Yeah, it's uh, gonna I get be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that yeah it was uh no and, and thank you for uh for coming on this has been awesome um on behalf of myself audi and julian this has been uh a tough game over calgary we will be back on thursday peter will have your game over calgary peter klein uh against the boston bruins so until then we will talk to you guys in the next game over thanks for stopping by and watching and we'll see you later Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.